Hey, this is John Straza, and this is the Sower Seeds Podcast. And today I want to talk to you about something special. I think we're going to call this one Incomparable Sacrifice. And I want to talk to you about the work of the cross, the work of God through Jesus Christ for all mankind. And I want to do so because I think that the work of the cross is sometimes taught maybe in a diminished way or a way that lessens its importance and value and how actually great it is. And it's why I say it's incomparable. So I really want to talk about that today. Um, I want to look in Isaiah 53, which is a prophetic statement about the work of God through a Messiah. It was very clear to those saints back in the day, the Old Testament saints, as they read through Isaiah and, and the other prophets, they knew a Messiah was coming. And Isaiah 52 and through 53, and, and many others actually, but these two we're going to focus on today, really describe what was going to happen through this Messiah. And we know that now that Jesus was the Messiah, but back then they were waiting. If we look in Isaiah 53, we have this section right in the beginning that says, Who has believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. And they're talking about Jesus here. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. So this is how the world treated him. They looked at him, and they didn't see a beauty that they wanted to see. They didn't see this glorious king show up. He was despised. And I think that Old Testament believers probably thought we were going to see this king show up or a savior that was just going to be so obvious to everybody. He was going to take over. But that's not the way it went. God had a completely different look and feeling and method to which he would bring the Messiah into the world. And he did. And we see that in these scriptures. We know from the New Testament that he was despised. He was rejected. The religious leaders of the day sought to kill him right from the beginning. This is how Jesus was treated. This is how the Son of God was treated. And yet he came because he loved us, because God loved us, he sent his son, and he sent in a very humble way the Savior of all mankind. And we see that in verse 3, he's despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. But look at this. This is where we get into what happened on the cross. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was on him, and with his stripes we are healed. Now I could go on because there's a lot more that Isaiah brought out, that the Holy Spirit brought out through Isaiah. But I really wanted to concentrate on verse 3 and 4 here. Matthew 
quotes this scripture, but he reworded it. And you can't say Matthew was wrong here. This was by the Holy Spirit reworded this thing because he understood in a greater way and by seeing Jesus what was going on from Isaiah to the day when Jesus was walking about and they saw him. Matthew quotes the very same verse that says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And he said that it might be filled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Matthew, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, substituted the word infirmities and sicknesses for the words griefs and sorrows. And those words in, in Hebrew do mean both. It's translated, the very same word is translated griefs. Um, it's translated sickness and sick. So it's all of those words. And Matthew saw Jesus healing people, you know, again and again and again by the thousands. So he realized that this verse was saying a broader thing than they thought. And I think it's that way today. We diminish or make small the sacrifice of Jesus to say, well, it's for the forgiveness of sins. And it is for the forgiveness of sins. It is. That's the greatest thing that we have been forgiven and set free and made righteous. But the sacrifice that Jesus gave us is a complete and full sacrifice. So we have this sacrifice and we have one sacrifice. And the reason I'm, I'm bringing this about in this way, I really want you to listen here because this is really important. These verses are saying that he bore our griefs and our sorrows. And like I said, this Hebrew word, it was choli. I don't know how to say it actually, but it, it's translated griefs here. It's, it's, a, it's anxiety, it's calamity malady. And the very same word has been translated disease and sickness and sicknesses throughout the Old Testament many, many times. So the word means all of those things. But these two verses together are talking about every aspect of our being. And Jesus made one sacrifice. We see that in Hebrews. Let me skip over to Hebrews just for a minute. In Hebrews 10 and verse 10, it says, By the which we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And this writer was saying, verse 14, same chapter, says, For by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. So see, verse 10 says, By the which we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And what this writer is saying is that Jesus made one sacrifice to accomplish a huge thing. And what was accomplished is, is that we were made righteous. We were brought back in right relationship with God. He bore our griefs so we don't have to. He bore our sorrows. He carried our sorrows so we don't have to. The chastisement of our peace was on him. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised 
for our iniquities and with his stripes, literally, it means the beating of stripes that he was beaten, we were healed. And today we have these funny doctrines that take this very simple statement here and a very clear statement and we divide it up and say, well, it doesn't mean the healing of the body anymore, or it doesn't mean emotional healing anymore. It means it all, brothers and sisters, and we can't divide it up. We had one sacrifice that did all of this, and the very same sacrifice that worked to heal the people that Paul and Peter and John laid their hands on and healed their bodies, that very same sacrifice is the sacrifice that is available for you as well. And it's not just physical healing. Some people overstate or overfocus on physical healing. You may need emotional healing. You may need healing internally or in your mind in some way. That's all included here. None of it is left out. Anything that is important to the human person was taken care of right here in these two verses where it says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And it says he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes, we are healed. And Matthew brings out the same scripture and says, um, he himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses because Jesus was going about healing people. So the Holy Spirit showed Matthew that's what Isaiah was talking about, that he carried our sorrows and bore our griefs. He was healing people physically. He was healing people emotionally. He was healing people mentally. From the body to the spirit, it was all in this one sacrifice. So if Jesus gave us one sacrifice to accomplish one thing, that one thing being the complete healing of our person from spirit to body, then we shouldn't break it up and say, well, it only means you're forgiven now. It doesn't only mean you're just forgiven. It means all of these things. And people question, well, then why doesn't this person get healed physically? Or why is this person still struggling mentally? It's because we have been taught that it's only forgiveness. We have been taught by our churches and the, the lessons we hear, or the books we read. Well, there's, there's all sorts of reasons uh, you know, God is not doing this anymore. That is not true. This is an action that was taken by God that is incomparable to any other. And it was a full restoration of anyone who believes. And yes, some people don't get healed, but it's not because God didn't provide it. It's because we may struggle with our belief system. We may struggle with the way we think. And I, there's enough reasons why we struggle as there are people. But when we start to begin to believe in what Jesus did on the cross is available to every portion of our being, from the physical to right to our spirit, 
our hearts are broken, he can heal those hearts. We might have a disease, he can heal that disease. Our minds may be twisted and sick in some way and he can heal our mind. Our emotions may have just been crushed. He can heal those emotions. That's what Isaiah was saying here. That's what God was saying through Isaiah. And when I use the scriptures in Hebrews 10, the writer is talking about the sacrifice that Jesus made. That was the topic of this whole chapter and how complete it was. And it says, by the which will, we are sanctified. Well, sanctified is a word that really is to be made holy and purify and consecrate. Anything that is holy is not sick. We really can't argue with these things. We've come up with way too many reasons why the sacrifice of Jesus doesn't accomplish something. Let's throw those reasons away and aim at what God has done for us. It was huge. God means to heal you in every way possible. And you know, there's no pressure on anybody either. I don't believe in pressuring anybody to get healed. Somebody may just not believe it or understand it. Okay, it's fine. There's no pressure. I look at the Garden of Eden when man was created, before man sinned. That's what God planned. That's what he made. There was no sickness. There was no lack. There was no mental illness. There were no voids. They didn't even have to work. And we do have to work today, so don't misunderstand me if you think I'm saying we don't have to work in this day and age. But I'm showing you the plan of God when he created man. There was no sickness. And the cross and the sacrifice of Jesus was made to bring us back into that type of relationship where we're not functioning in mental sickness and physical sickness and lack and all that's lost. We have all of heaven available to us. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing through Christ Jesus. And everything that God does is spiritual first. Anything you see in the physical world was spiritual first. And people say, well, that's just spiritual things. When you, when you use that scripture, he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. So that just refers only to spiritual things, whatever that means. I don't even think they know what that means. Like faith and joy and peace. Well, those things affect our bodies and our minds and our souls. Peace affects your soul. And if you're full of fear, you're going to get sick. If you're full of worry, your body's going to respond. None of this is God's will. And what I'm saying, brothers and sisters, and I hope it's clear, it's so deep in my heart today, that the sacrifice of Jesus was complete and full for your entire being. God is not ignoring your body. He's not ignoring your soul and your heart and your emotions and your mind. Those are all working together. They were all dealt with on the cross. And at the very least, I'll put it this way, you have the right to be healed in your body and your mind and your soul. We've easily accepted as, as a church the forgiveness of sins, and that's so important. 
That's really number one. But for whatever reason, and I think it's because we've prayed and we're watching people get sick and they're not getting healed. So we say, well, then it must have changed. It didn't change. We changed. We stopped seeing it. We've complicated it. Paul at one point spoke to, I believe, the Corinthians and said he feared that the serpent, meaning Satan, has polluted their minds to take them away from the simplicity that is in Christ. This is a simple gospel. It's just a deep gospel. You could spend your lifetime understanding what happened on the cross and what it means to you. And as you do, you will find yourself walking in better health. You will be alert more. Your mind will be stable and clear. Your heart and emotions won't be a wreck like they might have been before. What happened on the cross is what we would refer to as salvation, the word sozo. And that word is a complete word. It is a word about the whole healing of your being, your entire being. And your body wasn't left out. And yes, you're right. A lot of people don't get healed. And some of the best healing ministries in the world simply say, it's because we're not seeing it. We don't believe it really. And our job in that case is to do what the man did who, who cried to, to the Lord and said, Lord, I do believe, but help my unbelief. He had both in his heart. And take it step by step. And I do not believe that anybody should be pressured into being physically healed. I don't think anybody should be pressured into anything. So I'm not here pressuring, you know, if you're struggling, I struggled for years with certain things with healing, but I still believed it. It was a part of me that just struggled with it. And now I'm seeing those things just melt away. I suffered with headaches for many, many years and just couldn't get past them. I prayed and I prayed. It just didn't work. And then I started to look at the gospel and I started to look at these scriptures and they confirmed in my own heart that Jesus did come to heal that too. Other aspects of my life were definitely healed and my emotional life was healing and, and the, the way my mind worked was just, was just getting better and better because I was in the word of God. That's all. Get in his word and his word will clear up any of your questions. But I want you to know one thing, if nothing else in this message, that the sacrifice of Jesus was not a small thing. It was the largest, greatest, most powerful thing that ever happened to mankind. And it's not to be diminished in our teaching and it is not to be limited. If somebody's telling you that the sacrifice Jesus made is limited to only a few things, then you probably need to go elsewhere because that is not the case. You know, somebody might say, well, you know, it's like a pill. We take a pill and some people get better and some people don't. Well, then you are comparing a pill to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And you ought not to do that. There is nothing on earth 
in heaven, in hell, anywhere that can be compared with the sacrifice of Jesus. Nothing. That's how great it is. It is unique to itself. It's something that happened once and never needs to happen again. And because it happened once, it's done. And it is also done in a past tense way. It's already done. You know, Peter brings up this verse in Isaiah 53, verse 5, which says, with his stripes we are healed. Peter says, with his stripes or by his stripes we were healed. It has been done. It's past tense. We were. We don't need to plead for God for uh, emotional or physical or, or mental healing as if he hasn't given it to us. We should receive it and thank him. We can ask, but do it in such a way as that you know, Lord, I see now that you've provided this for me. You died on the cross making this healing available to me, irregardless of what kind of healing you need. Many people need emotional healing. This is not just about physical things. This is broader. Many people need mental healing. Many people's hearts have been broken and, and just they have born such weight and grief. That's why it says he, he bore our griefs, carried our sorrows. This is the most incredible action of love in all of history, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, the incomparable sacrifice can be compared to nothing else. See it that way, brothers and sisters, and be blessed and take it one step at a time. There's no pressure here. There's no pressure to get healed or, or and, and if not, you're not holy like somebody else. Nonsense. You are the righteousness of God right through believing in Jesus. You're his son. You're his daughter. If you're struggling with a sickness, you're still his son and his daughter. And just take it one step at a time. No pressure, no heartache. And just keep believing God. Keep looking in his word and let him renew your mind. That's how we've done it here. That's how anybody else I know who has done it. They just took the time to plant God's word in their heart. And day by day and week by week and month by month and year by year, they saw changes. And yes, you do see a lot of people get healed. Two minutes, boom, it's done. We know of people who have come off of drugs. We know of people who were sick with cancers. It's gone. We, you know, I, a little baby, somebody sent me a prayer request for a little baby who had a tumor on his brain. That poor little sweet little thing. You should have seen his picture. All ready for surgery. And, and so we were praying for that little guy. And when they day came for uh, the surgery, he had a fever. So they didn't do the surgery. They waited 24 hours. And the next day when they went in to do that surgery, there was no brain tumor there. They did a scan before they went into surgery and there was no brain tumor there. They never needed to do the surgery. It was there one day and gone the next. God is so good. And yes, sometimes we struggle with these things too, but it's not because the sacrifice of Jesus wasn't complete. But I'm simply saying here 
The sacrifice of Jesus Christ was complete and full, and it was for you, and it was out of love of God the Father for you, and it is complete, and it will deal with every aspect of your being, from the physical straight through the spiritual, whatever it is. He made a way to bring healing. And if that healing comes slow, or if that healing comes quick, it, at least it's coming. And as you get into the Word of God more, you'll see that your heart will open more to these things. You will believe more, and you will see more in your, in your life. You'll bear more fruit. So I'm going to leave it right there today. God is so good. He loves you. And He has brought healing of every kind to you through his sacrifice on the cross. And he loves you. And he wants you to know that he is here for you and that he is not causing sickness in your life. He's causing healing in your life, irregardless of the kind of healing you need. So God bless you. Thank you for listening with us today. And I just so appreciate it. God bless you. And we will see you on the next episode.